Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason. Got a wonderful show for you today because I've got a good guest. In fact, I was on his podcast a couple of months back. His name is Chaz Wilson. In 2011, he started a company called Master Networks. It's a networking company. So let's say you're a small business person, business operator, self-employed person in any given geography. One of the things that will help your business is growing your network because you know we always talk about we do business with those that we have a relationship with. We get referral business. And as you've all also heard me say, if you listen to this podcast, word of mouth is a bunch of shit. No, there's no such thing as word of mouth. There's a thing called word of hard earned reputation. Word of people do business with you because you have earned their respect and their loyalty. So master networks in any given geography is a place to bring people together so that they can help build those relationships. 2011, Chaz started this company. He is the president and founder of Master Networks. He's here to tell us what it's like, what he does, and how it all began and all the things he's learned as an entrepreneur himself. Chaz Wilson, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. Well, Damien, thank you. Honor to be with you. All right. So there it is, 2011. You looked around. You said, you know what this world needs? This world needs master networks. Uh, Take me from there. (laughs) Well, it's not quite how it happened, but, uh, you know, if you think back 2000, I'm just going to lead up to that, 2008, 9, 10, and then leading into 2011, the economy was tough. And I was was highly leveraged. I owned a a real estate company, mortgage and title. So I I was highly leveraged in the real estate market and I was in a networking group. Uh, that had been around for a long time. It's a big networking organization. I was part of that. And that networking group helped me through those tough times. But it was in 2011, I had my last two children, uh, twins. They were number four and five. We had twin boys. And shortly after one of uh, they were born, one of them needed surgery. And so I was with my family, my wife's recovering. You know, I've got my boys in, in, in the hospital. And I get home and I find in my mailbox a letter that says, hey, you've missed a couple of meetings. You're no longer going to be able to be part of this group anymore. Like, and I was like, what? So no one reached out. No one said, hey, where you been? Are you alive? What's happening? And they just wanted to replace me. So that was that day when I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own networking group. That's really how it started. Just I want to have my own networking group to build my real estate company. But it took off so fast that in 2011, I launched it as an official business and, and I worked to sell my shares in my real estate business. And then we started Master Networks and the rest is So history. real quickly, it was what year when you got your notice that you're no longer going to be a part of the network that you were part of? 2011, right? Like okay. so January. Really, so you, you, you started this right up. Before this, you were, uh, you were a title guy, you were a real estate guy, you're selling mortgages. What was the, what was the business? So I had a real estate company. We, we had ownership in the mortgage and title, but I had a real estate sales team. We owned part of the real estate company. I was uh, in management for a while there and, uh, you know, growing that office. And we did it all through relationship building, networking. Okay. So you said uh, at one point back when you were a younger guy and you had this business and you got this young family, you said, I'm going to join this networking thing. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. I do go uh-huh. to meetings for my own like National Speakers Association. Uh, I was reluctant to do that. I'm a reluctant joiner. But I do know that when you run your own ship, and a lot of people listening to this podcast, Chaz, are probably right there saying, man, 
it's kind of a lonely business. Yes. Uh, you know, I wake up, I work out, exercise, play with my dogs, and then um, and then I sit at my desk. <laughs> That's <laughs> and right, I'm here right. By myself. So yeah. there is that thing about you get together with people and you say, "Man, I'm going through this little problem," or "Hey, has anybody else experienced this?" Is that what happens? Yeah, and I think I also understood that I can't build a business in isolation, and and I needed a systematic way to get in front of people and people who I had as a captive audience to tell people about what I do. And, you know, back in 2011, I actually was part of that for 10 years. So I started in 2001, 2002. Uh, and I've just done that. I, I feel networking isn't this thing to do. It's just what I do. It's who I am. I go out and build relationships. And that has helped me grow every business that I've been a participant in. Okay. So then you said, screw this. I don't like the fact that I'm getting thrown out of my, were you, like, were you paying money? You were paying money to go yeah. to this thing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it was the rules. You know, they had an attendance policy and I knew the rules. I've been part of it. I'd been the chapter leader for uh, two different terms over the 10 years. <clears throat> uh, I knew the rules, but it, the light bulb went off for me here, Damien, as I went, you know, I feel like the group is too transactional and not relational. And I wanted a group that was more relational that the transactions came secondary. And, and that was the important, uh, you know, aha moment for me. And I realized too, that my business was starting to take that approach. I started to be so transactional that I, I, you know, I wanted to be more relational. That was the bottom line. And so we built a group that was relationship focused, enhanced with education. And then we knew the, the byproduct of that would be, you know, referrals and transactions. Like you said at the beginning, you know, it's earned. It had to be earned by reputation, by building that relationship. And, and that was not the structure that I was a part of at that time. Yeah. And, and I do say it all the time. You know, people like to say that, oh, well, probably at this point, you just most of your business comes from word of mouth. I said, I'm in my 26th year. Right. Uh, I said, no, it's not from word of mouth. I mean, that's what people say. And I get it. It's a clever statement. I said, no, it's that... Four years ago, I uh, fought through a blizzard and went from Kansas City to Minneapolis and covered three gigs and the crowds loved it. And I worked really hard and I made sure that everything was right. You know, and it's because I write new material and I put out new content. And when a customer or a client or a past customer calls and has a special request, I honor that. That's not word of mouth. That's called I know what I'm in the business of doing. And that is providing a service for someone's uh, money. Um, when you created Master Networks, you said, okay, I want it to be relational versus transactional, and I want it to be educational. So tell me how Master Networks works. Yeah, so we have a weekly one-hour high-energy interactive meeting in a local community. By the way, I, I, I think highly of local business. I don't really buy into the small business mon mindset because there's no such thing as small. And there's nothing small about what you and I do every day. Um, so I don't like that phrase. Actually, our community, we kind of like delete that phrase. I, I like so, that because, you know, it's, it's, uh, while it might be small compared to Apple or Amazon, yeah. uh, for 25 years, I've been putting, uh, I've been putting hay in the barn and feeding myself and my wife and, uh, and, and paying for our lifestyle, uh, and trying to amass savings. Um, it's not small when you wake up sometimes at four in the morning and say, man, I, I got this idea. And also I've got a lot, I got to crank out. And then you're at your desk from four in the morning until 6 oh, PM yeah. at night. It's not small, is it? No, there's nothing small about what we do. And that's why we provide these local chapter meetings and we provide world-class education, uh, in that meeting, uh, and online. We have an online university 
We have educational books. I've got, um, you know, your, your listeners can't see, but I've got copies of my best-selling book, Five Plus One. I've got a second book called Now Make Good. And then we did a third book called The Training Tidbits, which is a weekly training segment that we provide in every chapter meeting as well as our online university. So what we understood is that if you and I could build a relationship, get to know each other over time, I get to know how you work, you get to know how I work, and then we learn together. There's this magic that happens when people learn together, and it's really hard. We've been actually trying to find good wording around this, but it's, it's this idea that when you and I learn a concept together and we, we help each other coach through it, if you will, or, or share advice, there's a bond that happens that's high level. And when that happens, then the referrals come. It's just a natural byproduct. They're not forced at all. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the idea that uh, you're a realtor and I'm, a, you know, whatever, a banker or whatever. Sure. And, and we're at this thing. It's, this is beyond, you know, Rotary, um, the Exchange Club, the Optimist, and smaller communities like where I'm from in uh, northeastern Indiana. Business people join those service groups partially to give back, but also partially to network and be sure. uh, amongst the community. Well, they also at these sessions don't necessarily get trained. They get, they get lunch and they, and they say the pledge of allegiance, but they don't get trained. You make yours educational. How do you do that? Yeah. So each week in our meeting, we have a segment of the agenda. Uh, every meeting has a training tidbit, which is what I was sharing with you in the book, the training. Right. Tidbit. So you wrote this thing and you said a couple hundred tidbits or 50 yep. tidbits or something. Yep. Uh -huh. We have 104, whatever it is. So 52, two year running, uh, total of these. And then there's an audio with it. It plays and then the group discusses it. Then they go around, talk about their businesses. And then there's a 12 to 14 minute segment in every meeting uh, based on business training. We provide a facilitator's training guide. Here's how you, you know, here's the topic. Here's how you discuss it. And the beautiful part is it's very open so that people who've been in business for a while in the chapter meeting who have some wisdom to share, they can share their piece. And there's this magic that happens when people are collaborating and training together. Then if, then if they want outside of the chapter meeting, we actually have an online university with hundreds of video segments from experts who are part of our Master Networks community training. So things like, you know, motivation, um, uh, business training, um, social media buying, like we have experts, you know, we have a guy that runs all the social media buying for overstock.com and he's got a whole, here's how you buy Facebook ads. You know, it's, so we provide a ton of training for just for our membership, which is only $49.95 a month, no contract. To get all of that business training, you'd pay thousands alone just to get that, not to mention the community. So, okay, I wanted so, to place 40, so if I wanted to join Master Networks, you're saying, I mean, uh, the benefit here is it's $49.95 a month, and I don't have to give you a contract. I can just sign up and uh, come to a meeting, and I say, that's not for me, then I'm out 50 bucks. <clears throat> yes. Well, so we, let, me, let me just clarify. We do have a $200 at one-time application fee up front. Okay. And then yes, forty nine ninety five a month. Yeah, it's no, there's no contract. No, that we do have a discount if people want to pay for a year, but no, it's month to month. And and the reason we did that is like, first of all, I would go to these groups and they'd say, hey, it's seven hundred dollars for a year. You know, you got to join today. And I'm like, I don't even know if I like these people, let alone yeah, right. seven hundred dollars, right? Right. So we we just do month to month. We we believe in partners, not prisoners. We we just don't need these long term, you know, clunky contracts that keep people coming when they don't want to kind of thing. Do I get to come to one time free or Absolutely. Uh, to see if I like these people? Yeah, you can come visit anytime. Anyone can come visit a chapter, come check it out, see if you like the structure, the agenda. The way. We have these rotating agendas, so it's not the same meeting every week, which is yeah. kind of cool. Our people really dig that. And then the world-class education. We do events. We do um, social events. We do uh, regional 
um, business workshops. I mean, it's just full of education at a really high level. And then we do a national event every April. So tell me about the, uh, okay, that's cool, by the way. Um, about the, the structure of these meetings, I looked on your website, you said it's not the same thing all the time. So yeah, sometimes it's educational and it's always once a week. And then you talked about getting kicked out of your networking thing when you were a real estate guy because you yeah. missed a couple because you had babies and, and some yep. complications and all that. How many of these do I have to go to? So attendance is highly recommended. There's no, like, if you miss so many meetings, you're out, right? So it's a weekly meeting. But attendance is highly recommended. And the reason being is if you're not there, people can't build a relationship with you and they don't think you take your business seriously. So I don't have to put that in a policy. We actually have something we called our commitment to culture. It's kind of interesting. You know, when you start a business, you meet with attorneys, probably people listening can relate. You meet with attorneys, you meet with advisors and they say, do this, do this. They said, you got to have this big, long policies and procedures (laughs) contract. Yeah. It was like 26 pages. I tore it all up and I said, we're going to have one page. It's called a commitment to our culture. It's got a few things on there and that's it. And they're guidelines. They're not even policies. Because if you have a policy, you got to police it. And I'm not in the business of policing adults. Like just show up, do your thing, be part of it. If you don't show up, they're going to replace you. And because it's a month to month, they can easily replace you if you don't show up. And, and so it's an easy in, easy out kind of concept. Um, but more importantly, I just want to share this. We teach people how to connect at these. It's not just showing up. We actually have a method and a systematic way to teach people to connect with others to build those relationships so that they can enhance um, the relationships and network and get referrals. Yeah. Now let's talk about that because uh, there's somebody that says, man, I'm a reluctant business owner. I mean, I'm a, I'm a business owner, but I'm a reluctant salesperson. You know, I hear this all the time. Like, Oh, Damien, I bet you're really natural at it. You, you stand on stage and speak to hundreds and thousands of people, whatever. And I bet you just do a life of the party. And my wife's like, these people obviously don't know you. You turn <laughs> right. it on to go on stage and deliver a presentation. She's like, Damien, you're actually an introvert. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, hell yes. Left to my own devices, I'll sit in my hotel room and order room service. Mm-hmm. But I have to go to these receptions sometimes because I'm the, the hired speaker, the expert, food expert, you know, business guy, whatever. And it's not always a natural thing. Like, I, so I, uh, I think if I'm, you're talking about teaching this, you know, it's not just show up and say, well, I'm Bob, the realtor. You know, I'm yeah, Cindy, yeah. the banking uh, uh, vice president. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you teach them? What are they, what are they doing? So I'm, I'm glad you brought this up and, and uh, apologize to the listeners. Uh, I should probably, probably should have led with this because this is where this is where I'm such a teacher and a trainer. And this is really where um, we have an acronym for what we teach. It's called BOND. And I want to just share with you quickly how this came about. Because to your point, there was a young guy who was a banker and I was, I was starting Master Networks and he was a young guy. He kept calling saying, hey, I want to I have lunch with Chaz. I want to talk to him about getting his business and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure his manager said, go network right? Just go network. He had no clue what to do. So finally, my assistant's like, will you please just go to lunch with this guy? Cause he is not going to give up. He's relentless. I'm like, sure. So we go to lunch, we go to Chipotle, which is where he told me to meet him. As soon as we walk in the door, he's talking about cars, cars, this cars, that cars. I don't, I'm not a car guy. Like I just, <laughs> it's not my thing. Right. <clears throat> so he's talking about all these cars and, and these muscle cars. And we get up there, he sits down, he grabs the hot sauce to put it on his burrito or whatever. And when he sets it down, it spills all over me. (laughs) And I'm like wiping myself up, new suit, doesn't even stop, just keeps talking. And as we get up to leave, he says those magic words that I'm sure everyone who's been in one of these meetings hears. He says, we should do this again sometime. Uh And I'm thinking, no way. 
am I ever going to do this again with you? I don't want to come and get a hot sauce spilled on me. I'm yeah. awkward as hell. You're awkward. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. You're talking to me about cars. I don't even care about cars. And yeah, so yeah. why would I want to do this again? And he was told probably that he's got to make small talk and create a relationship and you don't have any interest in what he's doing there. So totally wrong. What did you, what did you come away with? So I immediately called my staff. I said, I know what we do. Let's, we got to dissect this and put it in a way that we can teach people. And within about five minutes, we had this acronym called bond B O N D. So what you do is, and it's, it, it needs to be learned because it's a skill. And so B is build on a common interest. <clears throat> and the reason it's that open is because I need to understand what we have in common. That's the skill I need to listen. It could be as simple as you and I are same location. Hey, what do you think of this workshop? And I start there. Yep. I start on building. But you can't go too fast because that's the foundation. You got to build on what you have in common. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's where you grew up. Whatever it is. Try to find those commonalities. Then the O is occupation exploration. Then, it, then you move into, hey, what do you do? Tell me about it. How'd you get started? And you just take time to learn about them. What do they do in business? Who's their customer? Who's their competitor? That kind of thing. Um, and then the N is needs discovery. That's where I start to go, okay, where are you going with this? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Who are you looking for? Okay. Uh, how can I help? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the D, which you finally move to eventually is develop an opportunity. Right? Develop an opportunity. And so many people lead with trying to develop opportunities or asking for the business. And all of that other stuff, if you're really looking for relations or relational businesses, that's how it has to start. Yeah. And so I like that. And, and incidentally, again, I, you see people where I'll give you an example, because again, I've been going Chaz for 25 years uh, to corporate events and being the guy on stage. Okay, yes. You get up and talk. And, and that's nice. You talk about how awkward some folks are. And again, I'm fairly introverted. I've forced myself out of that, but I actually have a pretty big introvert. I don't talk to people on airplanes. Anyway. By the way, I am too, which is interesting. I run a networking company and I'm very introverted. I actually I can, get it. Turn, I can turn it on. I have a lot of friends, but I'm not that person talking on airplanes. I hate that. And I, I just, it's not my thing. So anyway, um, <laughs> I, I don't like the, the forced, like as people are so awkward, I, I'll give you an example. I have done a 60 minute presentation where I make jokes about being a farm boy from Indiana, a farm boy from Indiana, a farm boy from Indiana. And, and my wife and I living on a farm in Indiana and traveling around doing business I will walk up. Then after I get done, there'll be somebody come and say, hi, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. Said, now, where are you from? I said, Jesus, <laughs> good God almighty. I just said 17. I spent 14 minutes of 60 minutes up there referencing my funny farm boy background from Indiana. And so, are you this awkward? Either you don't listen or you're just this uncomfortable all the time. So, when I look at what you said there on the bond thing, build on a commonality. You and I can talk because we both started our own thing. And it's yep. not like starting a, a subway franchise. You and I started something that was kind of like, Hey, there's this thing I'm just going to create. And yes. uh, that's a little different. Occupation, obviously our commonality builds right into our occupation that you and I both are somewhat self-employed. You have employees. I don't really, uh, except for my wife, uh, needs discovery. What does Chaz Wilson need? Well, Chaz Wilson needs to continue to provide for his five kids. Uh, Chaz Wilson needs to continue to grow his enterprise. Uh, Chaz Wilson needs to continue to probably expand master networks. What can Damien do to help with that? Well, I have a house in Phoenix. Do you have a place in Phoenix? Maybe we should start a master networks. In you know, I'm just going through what That's you're right. That's exactly it. To me, it's, to me, it's almost like analyzing a sales call. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I used to be a salesperson, 
you went in there and you thought you were going to talk about muscle cars and spill the hot sauce on them at the Chipotle. But what you really need to be doing is going in there and saying, what do I want from this? But to get that, what can I provide them? What do they need from this? I love that. Actually, the end to me is the most important part of the, of the bond because you're actually thinking about them. And as we all know, our businesses don't have any purpose unless we provide something to somebody else so they'll give us their money. And the skill set there is, especially in N, is asking great questions. Because the reason the person's probably asking you, hey, where are you from, is that's the default they go to when they meet somebody. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, shoot, if I'd actually thought about what I just said, you, you said it eight times. Yeah. But it's the default, right? People just walk up to you and they go, oh, well, what do you do? And you just know it's, especially in the world today of like online dating and like swiping left, swiping right. Like it's just speed. Like people go through and, and, and when you can give somebody your time and actually ask powerful questions, you'll get powerful answers. And so the skill is in what we teach are what are some of those power questions that you can ask that really get to some depth to really know what does Damien need right now? What is he actually looking for that could help? And by the way, it may not be what I could provide, but I may know the person. Yeah who could help you. And you still see me as just as valuable in this relationship when I can connect you with somebody. Jazz, don't you think that, uh, again, you know, like we talk about folks that have a, a reluctance to sales and it's because they think selling is some uh, used car, f- boondoggling, you know, finagling, whatever those words you want to use. Mm-hmm. But really I got a lot better uh, about maybe 10 years into my own business, instead of me just grabbing them by the throat and holding them down and telling them what I do, I started realizing, wait a minute, they probably don't give a damn. (laughs) You know what? They care about themselves. And I started thinking, now when I'm in a, my wife sometimes say, hey, this client wants to book you for uh, three meetings that they have between, you know, Ohio and Pennsylvania. Okay. And on the phone, and then I say, uh, Hey, I could spend all day telling you about what I do, but that's not important. Uh, clearly, you've already got some interest in what I do. Tell me about the meetings and what you want out of those meetings. Again, needs discovery, uh, Chaz. Say, tell me what happens at these meetings and what you want to have happen at these sales meetings. Yes. And, and uh, when you start asking those questions, then they tell you what they need. So, okay, I'm going to give you a really a real life example of this. Um, there are two, two examples really, really quick. Um, I think the way you and I connected was through somebody that I've networked with and he almost, we, we've almost done no business together except we just keep getting connected. He connects me with people and I connect him with people. So, it's a really powerful piece, right? Very good. The second thing is, you know, I had a couple who came in, they do sales training. They came into my office and they sat down and they said, and we started the bond and when we got to end, I started asking some real important questions. And one of the things that came up was they were getting ready to do an event. And it happens to be right across the street at the facility, right across the street. And I said, well, what's the biggest thing you need for that? Cause I put on events and they said, you know, we had keynote speakers last year. They weren't very good. I mean, maybe we're looking for a keynote speaker, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, I said, what do you need somebody to train on? And they said, well, networking proximity. And I said, well, I'm your guy. I tell you what, what's your budget? They said, we don't have one. I said, here, I'll do it for basically next to nothing because it's across the street uh, from me. It helps you get what, what you want. And they, they were just blown away that I led first by just offering something. And I'm not saying you can do this every time, right. but I offered something. You know what's interesting? They've bought four different products from me in the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because uh, maybe there is a certain time where maybe this is age also you're in your early forties. I just turned 50. I've been out here long enough that, um, 
I never think that I'm bamboozling anybody, but I also now there's a frankness, I guess. I like the frankness when I say, hey, you know what, what's it going to take? What, what can we do? This is how I make a living and I must be doing something right. I've got a winter home in Arizona and I, I tell clients that sometimes I say, yeah, yeah. So, so just tell me here. I said, I think I must be doing something right because I've, I've strung together 25 plus years, but what do you need from me to make this happen? And I really think, you know, they use words like authentic and be your authentic self. And Oprah talks about finding your truth, which is BS. There's no such thing as your truth. There's just truth. Yes. I call it more just an open dialogue about what does it take for you? Tell me what it's going to take here. And um, maybe, maybe Don't you I'm think wrong. people just appreciate that more? Like, don't you just think that people who are in business who are serious about what they do just appreciate that? Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like it's a bunch of, um, uh, well, you know, we're going to quote them $5 million, but we'll go down to 40,000. I'm like, what? I mean, I mean just, let's just, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I never feel clean even uh, with those kinds of people. So you are a business owner and operator. What have been a couple of the lessons? Like, you know, you, you probably knew it already in the real estate business, but Chaz Wilson sits there and starts this thing up. What was, uh, the learning curve on this one, the thing that you didn't think that you would have to go through. Anything? Mm, yes, but I'm trying to figure out how I can share this. So here's what I thought. I actually said this at my last leadership retreat is, um, so I have, I have 11 employees, 12 employees, and I have about 11099 and partners across the country who are expand these territories. And we had our big leadership retreat and I said this in front of all of them. I said, when I started my business and many people listening, I'm sure feel this way especially as you grow a team. I thought, you know, it's going to be me taking on the world, right? Like that's how I just kind of felt. I had that mindset. And I knew there was going to be people that didn't like what we did. I knew there was going to be haters. I knew there was going to be whatever you want to call it. I never thought they'd be within my own walls. Mm. And that's the lesson I didn't understand. Was it you personally or you think that they just didn't like your business and they decided, what do you think it was? I don't, I think it's both. I think I have some who... I think sometimes, you know, they see a level of success, yeah. right? And they go, this knucklehead did this. Like, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you get, you get kind of behind the curtain and you get to know somebody because, you know, I just work hard. That's all there is to it. I'm not smarter than anyone else. I just work hard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people meet me and they're like, oh my gosh, just like there's a resentment. I think sometimes people feel like they should be operating at this high level and they're not. And that gap in between causes, you know, frustration towards someone else who's maybe they perceive as achieving it. I, I, I just, agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And so I, I have been resented. I've got siblings that resent me that I've got, uh, you know, we've got uh, common we people that we know that resent us. And it's interesting. Uh, one of the things I point out, Chaz, is that you know, I just shot a video about this. Be careful about talking about your problems. The old thing, Bobby Bowden, the legendary football coach at Florida State used to say, half the people don't care. The other half people are glad you got them. Well, the reason those people are glad you got them, they are such petty, poor, underachieving people themselves that rather than raising themselves up to you, they want you to do poor. They want something bad to befall upon somebody that is more prosperous than them. And so it makes them feel good, which is a real sick thing, but that's uh, uh, unfortunately the reality for some humans. Very common actually. Right. And, uh, you, employed, and you employed them. I mean, that's the thing. You, you got resentment factor and you're giving them paychecks, which would just about make me want to take a ball bat and knock them over the head. Well, that's the, that's the thing. And, and I think that's the lesson I learned is that I've kept some of those people too long, uh, truthfully. And, you know, while I love people, I love working with people and I've got some amazing people on the same time, 
you've got people who from the inside, I always thought the hate would come from the outside. I never thought it would be internal as you gave people more opportunity and saw them rise all of a sudden their ego and all this thing builds into it. And then I had it at a certain point and I'm sharing a lot with your listeners here. So, but yeah. you know, but I had some people who then I felt like, what, wait, what, why is this a competition? Why are you trying to compete with me? Like, what are we doing? Like we, we need to be working together. Um, that kind of thing. So that's probably the, one of the biggest, you know, lessons I wasn't planning on when I started this for sure. In my book, do business better jazz. I even talk about, there are people that you have relationships with. Yeah. Thanks for holding it up there. Uh, that actually want to sabotage your success um, because of that resentment. And it's a, it's sometimes it's a passive aggression and it's a really, it's a sad thing. And like you said, it would make me crazy to think that I'm employing those folks that have that. What did, what did you do? Right. You know, okay. We can talk about what you learned. What'd you do? Right. Like looking back, do you say, man, I got this right when I was in real estate. I got this right with my building master networks. What, what did you do? Right. I, I, this is a tough question. I, I, I'm on a lot of podcasts and I get asked, what do I do? Right. What did I do wrong? And, and I, what have I learned? And I think the thing is, I, it's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like I've made a ton of mistakes, like just tons Probably okay, more I'll than give, most people. I'll, right? give you, I'll give you my right, and I don't even know if it's right. Yeah. I just never stop. <laughs> that, that was what I was going to say. I just don't stop when they they come up. Like I find a way to work through it. I find I don't say, "Well, we can't do that." I'm always like, "How do we fix that? How do we?" You know, I've I had I've had probably a dozen times in the eleven years, more at the beginning, where we just didn't have any funds, and we had payroll due the next week, or we had to invest in something, and I I could have easily just stopped and closed the doors, and I said, "Okay, I got five days to come up with." you know, $20,000. Right. What are we going to do? And, you know, find a way to do it. And I think that's the key. That's what yeah. I keep doing right, I guess. I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. Is that a character trait? Is it a, is it whatever it is? But I kind of think that also that, and you know, there's people listening to this that a million dollars is 20 grand. And there's people listening to this that $20 is 20 grand. You just have the number 20 grand. Never get caught up in that, dear listener, because no. it's a matter of commas and periods. We get that. You know, my wife and I can talk about it and say, God, remember three years ago when you were going through a bad slump with some of your decision making and, you know, you lost your, your mm -hmm. mom and then like you were managing her business and then, you know, this came up and she's like with the farm and she's like, what we had done, I said, oh, I don't know. We made about $50,000 worth of bad decisions in a couple of months' time. And so, again, yeah. to some people, $50,000 in a couple months' time of bad decisions, and then $50,000 of gone, um, that might not be anything to some people. And to others are like, holy cow, these guys are talking about, don't get caught up in that. Because the just like there's no such thing as small business, there's no such thing as a small loss. <laughs> no. Well, it's so, so you're, you're right. The size is, is that. But the other thing, too, that you just said that I, I see a lot around me and people I consult and businesses I talk to that I work with, they get stuck on the loss. They never move past it. So the fact that I a $50,000 or $20,000 or $2,000, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Learn the lesson and move. Yeah. Learn the lesson that's a, to move. That's a hard one because, you know, in 02, after 9-11, I, uh, I got knocked down and it, it was uh, really um, probably a year of me just, then I thought, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just a failure. And it was hard. After you have learned to crawl back after your hardest knockdown, mm. <laughs> then it becomes, okay, I got knocked down. Uh, now go like you say. It's almost like the first one. If you can, once you learn how to crawl back after and climb up uh, after the first knockout, it gets easier. I think. 
I think if you don't learn that, you can't have a successful business because you're going to get knocked down. It, it is going to happen. And if it hasn't yet, it's coming. It, it just, I've never met a successful business person that hasn't had some, you know, got knocked out at the knees. It just, I haven't, I haven't seen it. And, and so it's and you coming. Don't, you don't tell these poor people listening, Chaz, you're not saying, oh God, you're going to lose your house and your, mm. your spouse is going to leave you. No, 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 no. But it's going to be, you lose a big customer. You made a bad investment. You, you did. People some, stole from you. You had hired a bad person, right? Yeah. So it's it not, happens. So it's not death. It's not no. like, you know, overcoming cancer for crying out loud, but there are these things where it's just, it just beats you. It just beats you down and you're like, wow. And it's, there are always, always things you can come back from. That's why two things. Let me just jump because I want to tie that because you're right. I don't want to set the wrong impression, but there's two things to that. That's why the power of a network is so important. Number one, it strengthens you when you need that help. You have people to lean on, right? Imagine that when you went through your tough times, when I've gone through mine, the bigger my network, the easier that has been to come back. And the second thing I would just say, and this is something we're talking about heavily right now is go back to 2001, 2002. Go back to 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. I'm not a doomsday person at all. In fact, I'm very optimistic, but I will say now's the time to prepare and build your network. Now's the time to get it strong, to get it big, to be ready because we don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure the economy is going to take a hit sometime again in the next 10 years. Now's the time to you know put that hay in the barn and build your network. Well, yeah, I always, I always talk about reinvention. The time to reinvent and try out new things is before you have to, because when you're painted into the corner or up against a wall or whatever, you know, little uh, uh, cliche you want to use, um, it's, it's absolutely then so stressful. You'll like be tearing your hair out, unable to sleep. So it's always, and nobody does it because they get comfortable. But yeah, right. The time to be building the network, the time to be implementing new ideas is before you have no choice but to do those things. If a person listening to this says, hey man, that's cool. I think this Chaz guy's got some pretty good ideas. I want to go out there and do the bond. What do they do? They find you at masternetworks.com. If they want to join, where are your places? Yeah, so we're in 22 different states. So go to masternetworks.com. We have a map on there. You can type in, it's pretty cool. You can type in your city, your state, whatever, and it'll show you the closest chapter on the map. Uh, if we don't have one in your area, you can go there and there's a place you can fill out an information about how to start a chapter in your area, which is easy to do. And we have coaches here that walk through that with no cost on how to set up, set up your own master networks network. It's, we're growing so fast. Um, it's been, it's been a blast. And you know, if you want to be part of it, come join us. Answer me this. Um, how many people are in the average master networks, uh, group? Yeah, I think our average is 24, 22. Okay. Um, a couple we, dozen, which is the right number because it's not overwhelming, but it's also not so small that's like you and Larry and Tom, you know? It's like, yeah. So we don't let a chapter launch until it has at least 15 people uh, minimum. And then we have chapter, we have, I think our largest chapter is 92 people. So a uh, really cool chapter, amazing group. And, you know, we have some that are 60, 40, yeah. um, but I would say that 25 to 40 is really a good sweet spot. Mm -hmm. All right, man. His name is Chaz Wilson. He has the... Uh, president and founder of master networks. If you want to look up him and connect with him on all of his social media, they can find you at Chaz Wilson, presumably, or at the master networks that are links to connect, right? That's it. Awesome. Thanks That's for being here. Yeah. Appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. So next time it's the do business better podcast.